Action Podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually attending, actually connecting, an update on knit-alongs and giveaways, and a new segment that I'm calling How Much Do We Love? Actually finished. So guys, I have a lot of really fun stuff to talk to you guys about today. It has actually been about a month since I've recorded an episode. I left with the kids for Hawaii on June the 1st, and we got back about, gosh, almost two weeks ago now, which is hard to believe. Um, and it's been very, very busy here at home settling back in. So I hope that you guys enjoyed the episodes that I dropped while I was away. I had so much fun putting together the episode with Renee from Nerd and the Kate Atherley episode. And I've gotten great feedback from all of you guys about those episodes. So I really hope that you enjoyed them too, because they were a lot of fun for me. And I wanted to leave some great content to keep you guys listening while I was away. So the kids and I were um, on the big island of Hawaii, staying at my parents' condo there, and we were able to stay for a nice long time because it was a family place. It was our first time over there. I've been to the big island a couple times, but the kids and I had never been, and we had an amazing time. So I'm sure there'll be vacation anecdotes along the way in the episode, Um, but because I haven't recorded in such a long time, I have quite a number of finished things. So I thought I'd jump right in. The first thing that I finished was um, a pair of socks for my son, my younger son. Um, I had bought some scandalous yarn at Interweave Yarn Fest back in April, and she had a new series of self-striping colorways that are all named after Star Trek characters. This one was Spock and McCoy, and they are a blue and black stripe, very cute. Um, and so those were my airplane knitting for our first sets of flights. We flew each way through Seattle. I got crazy cheap airline tickets on Alaska Airlines, but, um, the way that the fares were structured, it meant spending a day in Seattle each direction, which was great because my dad lives, um, in Washington state. So we were able to get in some time with him as well. So those socks were my... Um, on the plane knitting for those first couple of flights. And then a couple days after we got to um, Hawaii, I knit on them as well. They do still need heels, so they're not like finished, finished, finished. But um, I'm going to be really brave and try the afterthought heel where you snip the stitches. And I'm saving that for a very brave day, which has not come yet. But um, they're primarily done. It won't take me long to throw heels in them. And uh, they turned out great. He's really excited about them. The second thing that I finished was a pair of socks for my mom. I'm going to talk about the yarn in, um, in the stashed section, but I, um, knit up a really great pair of socks for my mom. Her birthday is next month and I, um, I'm very excited to have these. They'll be a nice little memory from our trip. She came over, um, at the beginning of our trip. My mom is amazing. So it's not enough apparently that we have a beautiful free place to stay on the big island of Hawaii, but my mom flew in ahead of us, stocked the house with groceries, went to Costco, picked us up late at night at the airport with uh, Plumeria Lays. Plumeria is my favorite, favorite flower, Um, and showed us around for four or five days and then flew back to Colorado, so that was kind of amazing. So her birthday's coming up. I have a couple of fun things planned, um, and now I have these socks, so I'll tell you about the yarn a little bit later. 
And then the last thing that I finished since I've gotten home, I finished my peeping cowl. So the peeping cowl is a Hohi Locatelli pattern um, from her authentic, no, I'm sorry, from Interpretations 3. And uh, I was knitting this out of some hand-dyed yarn. Um, the colors that I used were Brilliant Blue. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the name of, the exact name of the turquoise that I used, but it's turquoise. Um, and then chartreuse, and then a silver gray, pretty dark silver gray. Um, and this is very similar to her three-color cashmere cowl that was very popular last year. This one is four colors, and it alternates kind of a, an interesting textured section with stripes, and then there's four little sections like that. Um, I did run out of enough contrasting color to do quite the whole last section of stripes. I did a little kind of mini section of stripes because I didn't want to drop abruptly from the last set of cables into the rib because um, the last set of cables was the silver gray. I was pretty much out of that yarn by the time I got to the end. I did find one in my stash that maybe would have been similar and I could have just gone directly into the ribbing and it would have been fine. Um, but I ended up doing the ribbing in the brilliant blue. So I did a little bit of little bit of striping and then ended with a stripe in the brilliant blue and then that's what I the top ribbing in. So I'm very happy with how it turned out. I'm not at all bummed about um, the way that the striping turned out at the end and it's very cute. Um, the last little section is not a difficult cable section but there's a lot of cabling so it wasn't the fastest knitting in the world. Um, but I think it turned out great and um, I don't know, it's the 3rd of July today. We're headed back to um, Estes Park tomorrow for the fireworks, and it's always cold up there on the 4th of July, so I may bring it along for a little extra warmth as we watch the fireworks tomorrow night. If not, it'll get plenty of wear um, when the weather turns cold again. So those are my three finished objects since we last spoke. I'm working. So there are a lot of things that have been in my needles. Um, while I was away and since I've got home and I'm excited to tell you guys all about them. The first is my son's Bronco socks. So um, I brought these as vacation knitting. They did get some vacation time um, towards the end of our trip and I knit them a little bit on our flight from Seattle back to Denver. But I had bought also at Interweave Yarn Fest some Denver Broncos self-striping yarn. So these are um, by Colorful Yarns by Abby, I believe it's called. I bought them, gosh, I'm going to forget the name of the booth now, too. I bought them from a local yarn store that had a booth um, at Interweave Yarn Fest. And it's very cute yarn. It's thin stripes of white alternating with a big, thick stripe of blue and um, orange. And they're turning out great. I'm knitting them real long for him because he wanted them real crazy long. And I am just putting the toe into the first sock, I am gonna to have to go back and also do an afterthought heel. I have also left those to be snipped, so apparently I'm super, super brave about that lately. Um, but I'm very excited with how they're turning out, and I think the second sock will um, whip up pretty quick. I'm gonna to try to close the toe on that tonight so that I can um, work on these tomorrow while we wait for fireworks. The next thing that I worked on on the vacation was my um, doodler by Stephen West. So this is a very popular shawl pattern. Um, I am knitting this with a sock blank that I dyed at Easter with the kids. It's a sparkle sock blank and it is um, mostly 
uh, kind of a really pretty cornflower blue slash purple and then a little bit of pink and then some turquoise so that was just Easter egg dye and then I have a beautiful Numa Numa Panna sock um, in the colorway oh gosh it's blueberry something might be blueberry sorbet and then I have um, some Manostal Uruguay Allegria which is in the agave colorway so that one is black and then a lot of the same colors from the sock blank so I started this um, on the way out there and I'm really happy with how the yarns are playing together so far the section I'm still on clue number one the section that I am working on is just um, the two colors the sock blank and the Minnesota Uruguay so I haven't put any of the numma numma in yet um, but I'm really happy with how it's turning out. I'm really curious if anybody else has knit this because the one thing that is wigging me out a little, I think I've done I don't know, like seven wedges of the shawl. Basically what you do is you knit these little wedges of the main color, which for me is the sock blank, followed by small stripes of um, the what they call color B, right? So for me, that's the Menostel Uruguay. But every time you get done with that, it says, break yarn, <laughs> I think man this is gonna be an insane number of ends to weave in if I have to break the yarn all the time so much so that I was tempted to not break the yarn and try to carry it along I think the reason he doesn't have you do that is because there's an I-cord edging and I think it would muck up the I-cord edging um, but I'm feeling apprehensive about the number of ends I'm going to have to weave in when this thing is done. So it hasn't gotten as much attention. It definitely needs, um, a little more focus than I've had time for, um, since we got back, but I'm happy with it and I'm going to continue to knit on it in the hopes that I can wear it in the fall. And then I had one other pair of socks that I brought along with me for the trip. Um, this was a hand dyed yarn. It was a silver gray with like kind of, I kind of, I might have even like tried to speckle it a little, but there's just little sections of rainbow and that's very cute. Just past the cuff on one sock there, I tried to make sure that I got all the sock yarn that I brought on the trip cast on while I was there so that I had socks to grab and go. Um, my brother and his family were there the last week that we were there. Uh, he did not really let me drive the car at all, which was um, equal parts annoying, but meant for more knitting time. So that was fine, and those got just a little bit of love. Um, when I got home and I finished the peeping cowl, I went back to my Spectrum shawl. So this is another Hohe Locatelli. This is the one that's from the Authentic Collection. Um, I am knitting this out of some Knit Picks, you know, charcoal gray, um, sparkle and a sparkle base, um, and then some Hedgehog Fibers, Simple Sock in the villain colorway. So I bought that yarn at My Sister Knits up in Fort Collins. It's beautiful striking oranges and pinks with just a little bit of green and I love it. So that's my main color. Um, this is a shawl that kind of starts out like the one tip is very narrow and it's the gray and then the other end gets wider and wider and wider and it kind of chevrons and you get more and more and more of the pink. So now I'm at a point where I think I'm doing 12 or so rows of pink before there's ever a gray to break it up. And I'm thrilled with it and so it's almost done. Um, I'm most of the way done with section five and there are seven sections so I'm hoping to finish that in the next week or two and that will be um, just beautiful. Very excited about that one. So that's gotten um, a lot of love over the last couple weeks. 
And then I was going to talk about a project that I brought on the trip that I did not work on, but that I'm pretty excited about getting back to, and that is my Austin hoodie. So the Austin hoodie is a, um, a fingering weight cardigan hoodie. Um, I am knitting this out of Madeline Tosh Tosh Mo Light, which is their mohair base, in a gray that is called Scratched Record, and I really feel like um, this is going to be a wardrobe staple for me if I can get it. Done. So I brought it on the trip, didn't work on it, um, but I'm planning to work on it now that I'm home. So once the spectrum is off the needles, and maybe even before then, um, that one's going to get a little bit of love. And I've been working on other stocks here and there. Um, tonight I wanted something simple while I talk to you guys, so I have my um, Vegas socks on my needles most of the way down the foot of those now. This is a Madeline Tosh Tosh sock, which I really fabric of this is unbelievably like I just feel like these are gonna wear like iron I love it um, and gosh I think it's called electric rainbow it's black mainly a black base with sort of speckles of rainbow colors and it's really cute so those are what are in my hands at the moment and that's everything that I've been working on lately actually stashed so believe it or not I do have some stash enhancement from the last several weeks um, I have some yarns I'm really excited to tell you guys about. So the first one was I did go and check out a local yarn shop on the Big Island. There was a cute little shop called Island Art and Yarn, and um, it's in Kona. Um, it was not the easiest to find, so if you're familiar with the Big Island um, in downtown Kona, Ali'i Drive is the main drive with all the, the waterfront and all of the shops and restaurants and, and all of that fun stuff. We were up in my parents' houses in Waikoloa Village, which is the northern part of the island, and Kona is more central or south part of the island. Um, but the kids and I went one day on this amazing boat ride. Um, so we took a boat called the Fairwind out to um, the Captain Cook Monument. I'm not going to try to pronounce the um, name of the bay, but it's a beautiful... Um, boat trip. There were dolphins that followed the boat for like 30 minutes out of the bay. My husband and I had done the same boat trip on our honeymoon and seen dolphins in the distance, but these actually like followed along underneath the boat. It was crazy. Um, so we had an amazing day in um, on the boat that day, and then we were down in Kona. We were going to try to have some fun in Kona that afternoon, and we went. We had an appointment to get henna. When I was in Maui with the kids a couple of years ago, we were going to do henna, and down in Lahaina, it was just, it was crazy expensive, and so we opted not to do it, um, but I thought it would be a fun little thing to do, so we each got a little turtle hennaed on our hand or our arm or whatever, um, and we, we had a little bit of time to kill, kind of, between when we got off the boat and when we were going to do that, we'd walked around in a cone a little bit, and, um, and I said to the boys, I said, you know, guys, I just wanted to maybe check out this yarn store. And it turns out that if you take your kids on an awesome boat ride, they're willing to uh, hang in a yarn store and be very well behaved. So we had to get in the car and drive over. Um, it was kind of, it's like over by the Costco, if you know the big island at all. Um, but it, it was up in kind of an industrial section and in a very industrial building. Um, but... It was very cute. The downstairs, two floors, the downstairs is really like art supplies. So paints and canvases and things like that. 
and then upstairs was the yarn store and I asked um, the gal who was working that day to show me any of the local yarns. They had a nice selection of um, you know, yarns that you could find other places, Koigu and things like that. Uh, I think they had Malik Brigo. I think they had Madeline Tosh. Um, but I was really focused on the local stuff. And so um, I got some Hanalei Yarn Company um, Merino Bamboo Sock Yarn. Um, the name of the colorway was Malakawena Bay. And the gal in the store explained to me that um, those yarns are all dyed on the island of Kauai and then the colorways were custom colorways for this little yarn shop in Kona so that was really cool that was exactly what I wanted right it was something some vacation yarn some souvenir yarn the kids all week were you know they wanted a keychain or they wanted a whatever a hat they bring on hats and things like that and they kept saying mom aren't you getting a souvenir and I was like well mom has a souvenir in mind and that was what I wanted I wanted yarn so um, it's beautiful, beautiful color. So very much, um, you know, the colors that you would experience on the beach, there's a little bit of gray. There is a beautiful sand color and then, um, two different blues. One that you would think of would be a, like a sky blue and one was kind of a sea blue and they were gorgeous. And it is a 75% merino, 25% bamboo, maybe it's 80, 20. I think it's 75, 25. Um, and so I'm a little concerned about, like, I'm not sure how the bamboo is going to wear as socks, um, but that's what I wanted to make out of it. So I made my mother a pair of socks. The hand of this yarn was so nice. That bamboo just makes it so silky smooth, and it was really beautiful to knit with. And that became my knitting for kind of the rest of the trip. Um, so I finished those socks while we were there. Um, one day, the beach, is, um, the beach is up on the, they call it the Kohala end of the island. Um are the sandier beaches. They are older beaches. So um, on the southern part, the Kona part of the island, there's more um, recent lava flow. And so you have um, grittier beaches. So there's a beach that we love that's called um, Kahalu Bay. And that is, um, they call it Snorkel Beach. And really um, shallow, lots of rocks. So like amazing things to see snorkel. We spent one day we floated 10 feet away from a turtle for 20 minutes um, while he just snacked on the moss on the rocks. And that was awesome. So, um, but that beach, you, it's a little bit pebbly or like the sand is gritty. And then when you get up north, it's more sort of that sugar sand beach, but then also right less good snorkeling because it's sugar sand underwater too. And so maybe there's not as much rocks and coral and things to attract fish. So we used to go, um, Every couple days, we would go to this little beach that's very close to my parents' place. Um, the Hapuna um, State Beach Park is a number of beaches. Um, Hapuna Beach itself at the Hapuna Prince Hotel is a gorgeous, big sugar sand beach. Great body surfing, you know, really like classic beach. Um, but right down the road, just south of there, is a town called Puaco. And... Um, there's a beach at the bottom of Puaco Road called Waimea Beach. Some of the books also refer to it as Beach 69 because that used to be the mile marker, but I actually think that's kind of like the left-hand side of the beach is Beach 69 and the right-hand side of the beach is Waimea Beach, but I might be messing that up. And if you haven't been, you don't care. <laughs> but um, but this beach was quieter. Um, we did have my two-year-old nephew with us 
um, one of the weeks and um, the surf there was not as strong and it was shady. So we had this little spot where we would go and you'd walk from the parking lot and walk to the left and there were these big, huge shady trees. And then, you know, 10, 15 yards away was the water. So um, we would set up our stuff there and, and chill out. And one of the afternoons that we were there by ourselves, I wanted to call my parents. Um, so I called my parents on the beach. I told the boys just, you know, just chill out for a couple minutes. We had beach chairs with us. One of the boys was laying down on top of the boogie boards. I said, just give me five minutes. I'm going to call grandma and then we'll get going. And they both fell asleep in the shade on the beach. And I was like, we're taking advantage of this. I'm not waking these children up. And I sat with my knitting and my book and I sat on the beach and it was amazing. It was so peaceful and so restful. And it was great because, you know, I wasn't worried about getting sunburned or getting too hot or anything. We had this gorgeous little spot and it, and we had that spot. We must've gone to that beach four or five times. And every day we would get that same little spot and it was just perfect little tide pools for the baby to play in. And it was awesome. So, so that was my first stash enhancement. Um, and then when, um, I was away, I saw an Instagram post, I think it was from must stash yarn. And she had done earlier in the summer, star Wars colorways, self-striping star Wars colorways. And they were, so cute and I missed it I just completely missed it um there was an R2D2 and a C3PO and one that was about like Jakku and there was like a Ray one and a BB-8 one and I just I missed it and I think if you go and look they were doing like hashtag sock wars and so people were all casting on at the same time and I'm feeling sorry for myself because I am a huge Star Wars nerd and uh I really wanted the yarn and so um, I had seen that she was doing pre-orders and actually they just ended yesterday. So I'm sorry that I didn't record if you guys were wanting some of that yarn. So I did not get to give you guys the heads up um, ahead of time. Yeah, but if you look at hashtag softwares, there's like, like 11,000 posts. They're not all her stuff. Um, so I managed to pre-order two skeins the first is the um she calls it ocd2 um and so that's a self-striping based on r2d2 and i'm going to make that into socks for the boys i think i'm going to try to do um contrasting cuffs heels and toes and i might not do them the same for each of the boys i might do them different so that they um, can tell who's or who's um but those will probably be christmas socks um because they usually get socks for christmas and then the other one I'm going to try to keep for me. And so then she had, um, they were like lightsaber based. And one of them, there was one for Anakin Skywalker and one for Luke Skywalker. And then she had one where it was like a basically 50 gram skein of each twisted together. And so I got that one. So I'm pretty excited. Um, she had posted on Instagram. I think it's must stash shop is her Instagram. And she had posted on there. Um, these mitts by Susan B. Anderson that she was doing, and that's what I want to do with mine. So really long, um, fingering weight mitts. I'm just looking quick to see if I can see the name of them. Um, no, it's not on here, but it's really, it's really cute the way she did it. So if you look at mustache sheep, sorry, not mustache shop, mustache sheep on, um, Instagram, you can see the picture. It's not that long ago. So those are really cute, and I'm very excited about that yarn. And then the last thing that I've added to my stash, and I'm just going to tease this one a little bit, is I bought some yarn from a local dyer called P. 
people in fields. And so um, Sherry's a great dyer. She's in Littleton, Colorado. And um, I got one of her merino nylon sock skeins, 80% um, merino, superwash merino, 20% nylon. And the colorway is sangria, and it's gorgeous. Uh, little bits of speckles, lots of great pink. I think this is going to be something for my mom because um, a couple years ago I knit her a lemongrass sweater, um, which is a Hokey Locatelli pattern, really cute. And I used a Malabrigo in a color that was called, I want to say it's called like Vintage Toil or something. It was really cute pink. And this feels very similar. That's sort of the main color of this feels very similar to that. But then it's got these cute speckles. So I think I might try to find a cute patterned sock for my mom instead of a vanilla sock. Um, but those are the updates to my stash. Actually attending. So I missed a bunch of fun yarny things here in Colorado while I was away, but I'm making up for lost time because I have a whole bunch of things um, coming up between the um, summer and early fall. So I'm really excited to share all of that with you guys. The first thing is I am going to um, a class with Stephen B. Um, and he's seems to be doing a little bit of a Colorado Wyoming tour of sorts. He was going to be at um, Cowgirl Yarns, which is in Laramie, Wyoming. Um, and he's doing four classes there. I believe it's the weekend of uh, July 22nd. Um, but it was like two classes on Friday and two classes on Saturday, both like half days. And I had um, Instagrammed a bunch of friends to say, hey, you guys want to go to this? And then Emily from Knitting Butterflies had Instagrammed me back while I was away and said, you know, he's going to be at the Recycled Lamb in Golden, and that's a much shorter drive. So that is the one that I'm doing. It's an all-day class on a Saturday. I believe I'm going on July the 16th, and I don't even remember what the class was. <laughs> I just was like, oh, Stephen B., sign me up. I missed Stephen West when he was here. Um, he came to the Fancy Tiger 10th anniversary um, and so I did not want to let the opportunity to meet Stephen B. I've never met him, um, pass me by. And then he must be, um, getting copies of the class lists for something because today he sent me a Facebook friend request. Of course he's got like 3000 Facebook friends, but he sent me a Facebook <laughs> request and I was very, very excited about that. Like irrationally excited about that. So that's going to be really fun. I cannot wait. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, and once I go, I can tell you guys all about whatever the class. It might be about, like, like something that's like a, I don't know, scarves and shawls. There were a bunch of them is the problem, and I was looking at them all, and then I just booked it. So, um, anyways, it'll be awesome, whatever, whatever it's about. Um, and then, um, right after that... Uh, is Hot August Knits, which is the Northern Colorado, Southern Wyoming yarn crawl. That one runs from July the 30th to August 14th and includes a bunch of great yarn stores. My local yarn store, the Longmont Yarn Shop, participates in this one. Um, I may try to get up to Laramie to Cowgirl Yarn. She comes to Yarn Fest. She's very nice, the owner, and uh, it looks like she has a very cute shop. So you never know. Maybe I'll try to get up there. And then um, the Loopy U and My Sister Knits, which are my favorites, um, up in that neck of the woods are both participating as well. Lamb Spun, um, which I believe is the one I went to with my friend Sarah, that one is great. And so there's just a bunch of um, 
really cute shops, and I'm sure that I will be yarn crawling. So if anybody else is yarn crawling, um, let me know, and maybe we can um, catch up. After that comes Yarn Along the Rockies, and so that is August 20th to the 28th. This was super fun last year, so this one really spans from like Boulder Lafayette all the way south um, to Denver, Castle Rock, and Colorado Springs. Last year, the farthest south I made it was um, Castle Rock, and I went to um, Stash, which sadly is no longer there, and I went to, uh, there's like an alpaca one down there, and I went to the lemonade shop because Heather from the lemonade shop was having an open house in her little studio last year, so that was really fun. Um, I'm hoping to find some friends to yarn crawl with this year um, for that one, and that one should be a really good time as well. So again, if you guys are going to be out and you're going to be yarn crawling, um, give me a shout and maybe we can catch up. The Salida Fiber, Fiber Festival is coming up um, early September, and so I do believe that I'm going to make the drive up there as well. One of the, I had a little bit of like recording difficulty when I was at Renee's house um, doing the, the podcast with Renee from Nerd. So I think it's September 9th to the 11th, um, but we were talking about Salida, and then we both said at the exact same moment, well, it's totally worth it just for the drive. <laughs> so that was a very Colorado thing to say, but, um, but we left, and uh, I, but I agree, it's a, it's a beautiful town, it is worth it just for the drive over, and last year I went and just had a lovely day, a lovely little road trip by myself, so I will probably do that again this year. Um, and I am still working out my plans to figure out if I am coming to Rhinebeck, but my hope is to be at the New York Sheep and Wool Festival, also called Rhinebeck, um, in October. I believe that is the, I'll only go for Marketplace if I do, and that'll be the 15th and 16th of October. But now we get to the really fun part of this episode, which is that I have a full-blown update for you guys on Nitnosh. So I know that I talked about this a little bit in the episode I recorded before I left, which dropped, I think, on the 17th of June. But I have um, I have a lot of great details about Nitnosh, and I'm really excited to share some of this with you guys. So Nitnosh is going to be on September the 17th. This round will be at the former uh, festival playhouse in Arvada. Um, this has been purchased by Samples World Bistro and Samples Support, which are the folks who helped me put on the first Nitnosh. Um, they are converting this old playhouse to um, an event center and art gallery and really you know their mission at samples um, is they have this foundation called sample supports and it's all about um, helping disabled individuals particularly developmentally disabled individuals find meaningful work in the community and so um, at Samples World Bistro, which is here in Longmont, which is where we had the first Nitnosh, some percentage of the staff is um, disabled folks, and uh, there were a couple of folks who helped us with uh, the first Nitnosh. This new um, gallery that they're doing, so first of all, you know, their clients, the, the uh, disabled individuals, will have art hanging in the gallery that people can buy, which I think is really cool. I think, you know, art as therapy um, is a great thing and again a great way for people to find something meaningful to do um, and they anticipate that they are creating 150 jobs with this new um, this new event center that they are opening they've been going back and forth on the name so I don't have their exact name for you guys yet but we will be the very first event there so um, they were so wonderful to work with last time the space 
and then this will allow us to be just slightly bigger. So I'm not going to go gangbusters and, you know, fill the place to the rafters like we did last time. Um, the Because it was a playhouse, there is still a stage. And so the vendors will have room to spread out and put their stuff up on the stage. And then the rest of us will be, there will be regular round tables with regular chairs and it's kind of their normal setup for an event, just like they would do at a wedding or something. So it's a little more event friendly space. Um, we are, they have a new chef, so we'll be working on a whole new menu and I'll keep you guys posted as that comes together. We are going to do wine pairings, but also, uh, beer pairings. And I guess if you're new to the podcast, I jumped right in with Nitnosh. So Nitnosh is an event I threw for the first time back in January, and this is our second one. And it's a food, wine, and yarn tasting. So you get four courses of great food, um, four tastes of um, spectacular wines or beer, if that is your choosing, and then four mini skeins from local Colorado yarn companies. So I'm very excited also to let you guys know I have finalized the lineup for the yarn companies. So MJ Yarns will be back, and Nerd will be back, and Scandalous will be back, and Modular Modular, who came last time and sold her gorgeous project bags, um, Katie will be back as well. Bija Basin had um, events on either side of this, so they were not booked the weekend of the event, but they were going to be in Wisconsin one weekend and Oregon the next, and they didn't feel like they could squeeze in another event in the middle. So I, I fully expect that they will be back um, for a future Nitnosh event, and they are wonderful. I continue to be friends of the podcast, but um, it's just not going to work schedule-wise this time. So um, I'm very excited to announce that Sherry from Peepaloo Fields is going to be our um, fourth yarn vendor. And if you take a look at her Etsy, she's just got really unique yarns, really great use of color. I think you guys are really going to love her stuff, and they're going to really um, add a nice element. They're a little bit um, different than, than the mix that we already have. And so that should be a whole lot of fun for everybody. This time it will be fingering weight yarns because we'll be in September. Um, I thought that would be a fun way to change it up. And I also am going to do quite a bit of work on can, you know, getting you guys links to patterns and things like that, that use minis, or if you're working on a, you know, a sock blanket, like everybody is, <laughs> um, you could work on that with the yarn. I just think it, there's a lot more fun ways to use minis of fingering weight than maybe there were when we did worsted last time. So I am so excited. I am over the moon excited about the event. The tickets are selling very, very quickly. So tickets are on sale at knitnosh.com. Um, I have been promoting this mainly um, through the Ravelry group for Nitnosh, and also I've got a couple of Ravelry ads running and the newsletter, but it is starting to fill up pretty quick, and I am doing a couple of advertising pushes in the month of July, so it is a ways off still, but um, last time we sold out, this time I have a little more capacity because I do have a bigger space, but I am anticipating that this one will sell out as well, so no pressure. But um, if you're interested, you might check sooner rather than later in terms of tickets. Um, so that is everything for Nitnosh in person. But I am also super excited to let you guys know that we're going to do kits this time because I know there were so many people who were so supportive and so encouraging who wished that they could have been part of Nitnosh last time but are too far away because it's a one-day event and it's not probably the kind of thing people would travel for. Um, 
So I'm offering kits and I hope that you guys will take advantage of this. I want to kind of explain how they work and then I will get into the details. So these will be pre-orders. Um, the orders will be accepted until the 10th of September. The vendors, that way, that gives me time to tell everybody, hey, here's how many kits we sold. Here's how much yarn you need to bring me for kits on the 17th. They'll bring me the yarn on the 17th. And then I will ship no later than October 1st, probably right around October 1st. But that's that's the goal um, is that, you know, I'd have two weeks to package everything up and get them out to you guys. So all the details are on the website. If you go to knitnosh.com, um, you can find the details there. But I'm going to add um, a swag only kit, right? So that would just get you the um, project bag because I'll do a custom project bag this time. I have a couple of fun things that are going to go in the bag that I haven't quite worked out the details yet on, but you'll get a bag and the wine glass, which is kind of fun and cute. And um, we did stemless wine glasses last time. I think I'm going to do the same thing this time because I really like them. And uh, they were a lot of fun. We used them during the event and then everybody took them home and um, I thought they were cool. So if you want only swag, that will be an option. Um, beyond that, the kits get bigger from there. So we're doing a bite-sized kit, which is the swag, plus um, the four minis. So one mini of fingering weight yarn, 25 yards-ish um, from each of the four companies. Then there's the fun size kit, which is three minis, um, and then one full skein of yarn, and that'll be kind of like at random, right? I'm gonna distribute it evenly across the different companies. Um, and then swag. And then the full meal is one skein from each company. So again, beautiful yarns. These are wonderful dyers, very creative, really um, interesting, unique stuff. And each of them, each of them has a real different aesthetic and a real different style, which makes it so much fun. So, um, so you could have one skein of each plus the wine glass plus the bag. And then I'm have then we have what I'm calling the I want it all kit which is um, four skeins of yarn and a project bag from the very talented Katie of Modular Modular who makes beautiful bags. I'm actually, so I'm working on my little Vegas socks and Katie had gifted me a little bag, a sock size bag um, at the last knit notch that's got little constellations on it and I love it and I use it all the time. It's a very high quality bag, very, very cute. So you can get one of those plus the wine glass plus the other project bag. That's the I want it all kit. Um, and the pricing and everything is on the website. I'm not going to bore you guys with that, but please do check them out. Um, please do support these fantastic companies. I really enjoy working with each and every one of them, and I would love to show them some love. So we will be doing a knit-along and knit-nosh along again. Um, the cow will run from probably about the 18th of September through um, middle of November is what I'm thinking, and it will just be the same as last time. There will be prizes from each of the vendors. Um, it will just be a, I'm not sure if I'll do points. I'll probably will do points. That was kind of fun. So I'll check out the Ravelry show notes. I'll probably do the count exactly the way I did it last time. Um, but if you wanted to play last time and found it challenging, because these are small yarn companies, to find their yarn um, other places, this gives you an opportunity to do that as well. Um, so I think that's the only thing um, that I wanted to update you guys on for Knit Nosh. There will be, like I said, other fun things that go in the boxes. So because it's, you know, food, wine, and yarn, I can't ship wine, at least yet. I have plans that maybe, like, someday there will be a whole thing that it also involves wine. But for right now, um, there will be some probably some fun foodie things as well.
that might be a surprise. I guess that's the other thing that I've been saying to people is if, um, if a kit that surprises you is not of your liking, then this is probably not the kit for you because in some cases you won't know for sure whose yarn you're getting. You won't know for sure what colors. Um, my take on that is all oh, this yarn is gorgeous and amazing. Um, but if you like to know what's coming, then probably not the kit for you. So knitnosh.com for details or message me or email me. Um, I hope to either see you there or get to send you fun things in the mail. Actually connecting, I just wanted to tell you guys about a, um, a fun thing that I have coming up. Um, there is a fantastic listener named Jen. Her Instagram and Ravelry, I think both, are Jen knitting around, and Jen is coming to visit. Um, so we're going to do a meetup here in Colorado. It's the weekend of July 22nd. We're going to go out on a Friday night, so that might be the 21st. Um, for dinner and yarn shopping um, in Fort Collins, Colorado. We're going to make sure to hit the Loopy U and My Sister Knits. Um, and Emily from Knitting Butterflies is coming with us, and Sarah the Knitting Type is coming with us, and a couple of my friends who are knitter friends are going to join us. So if you're local and you want to get together, it could be a really fun knit night, and I'm so excited. Um, I say this all the time, but the reason I started the podcast was to get to know new knitters and the fact that I'm building, you know, friendships with people who live far away that who can then come and visit and we can do knitter things just tickles me to death. So I'm super psyched about this. If anybody is interested in joining up with us, um, just give me a holler and I'll get you the details. So now it's time for a section, a new segment that I want to start, which I'm going to purloin as the knit more girls say from a podcast that I used to love. So there was this podcast that I really enjoyed non-knitting podcast called How Much Do We Love? And it was two friends. Rob lived in Chicago. Sarah lived in uh, California. And they would do this podcast pretty regularly. Might have even been a weekly podcast. Um, but they would do um, How Much Do We Love? And they would just talk about things they loved. And I enjoyed it tremendously. And it could be kind of like run the gamut from like roasted vegetables or subscription boxes or a TV show or a book or like whatever. They would just talk about things they loved and it, it was cute. And they have not dropped an episode in a little over two years, which is, um, uh, a big bummer. Um, but I felt like, well, I loved the concept of it so much. And so I'm just going to start to add it into my podcast and let that positivity, you know, kind of continue forward. So, First of all, um, I would love to hear about things that you guys love. So um, whether that is, uh, you know, knitting things, non-knitting things, I thought it would be really fun on Instagram to start to hashtag things, hashtag how much do we love, and you guys could tell me things you love. The other thing that I'm going to use this segment for is this is a great little spot for me to start to help people promote their businesses. So the Yarniacs are doing this great thing where they were talking about how many great, you know, small designers, indie dyers, all of those kinds of things there are now in the knitting community and how much choice there is and how hard it is to sort of spread the love to all these places. So they're doing hashtag knit one, teach one, which I think is a great concept. And I would encourage all you guys to go listen to the Yarniacs and hear their idea of knit one, teach one. So this is my way of sort of bringing that out there. So if you have a small business that is fiber related, or if you're just an inner with something that you want to promote, um, 
hit me up and and I will try to talk about you in this section. You don't need to send me anything really more than an email with a link to your business so that I can know more about it and uh, and talk about it and, and help you raise your profile and raise people's awareness of what you do. So this week, for how much do we love, I thought I was going to talk about, I think I'm going to talk about three things. So the first one is how much do we love theme yarns? I was realizing, I think especially for socks, right? But I was realizing as I was putting the show notes together, I was like, man, I've got like Star Trek socks and Broncos socks and Star Wars yarn and um, Katie from Mint Rain, who has sponsored uh, giveaways on the podcast before. She does a Harry Potter kit and things like that. And then I've also been noticing, um, I've talked before about the beautiful sock blanks that come from Gail's art. And she does these gorgeous painted sock blanks. Um, sometimes they're holiday themed or things like that. There's another person who has started to do beautiful sock blanks. And that is um, Andy from the Andre Sue Knits podcast. So she's a video podcaster. I've talked about her before because she does really great things with um, tutorials. So she she has now started to you know sell yarns online on Etsy and things like that. But a lot of um, a lot of what she does on video is similar to what I do in audio, where she will you know experiment with different dye techniques, but she videotapes them and you can watch them, and then they they take on more of a tutorial kind of a nature. And so it's a great podcast. I'm not even remotely close to caught up with her um, right this minute, but I really enjoy. Um, I really enjoy watching that. And sometimes it gives me, um, you know, fun inspiration for things that I want to experiment with or try or whatever. But she's been doing these painted um, sock blanks that I would never be able to do because I'm not much in terms of like drawing or painting. That's really not my strength at all. And she's been doing these beautiful hand-painted sock blanks. And one day there were like campers and another day there were foxes and gnomes. And I mean, just all these where they were like painted like paintings and so that um I wanted to point everybody to that I thought those were super super cool I also still think that the Gales Art Runs are absolutely beautiful so check out both of those um but how much do we love theme yarns I'm all about it at the moment um the second thing I was just going to fill you guys in on a little more on my vacation because I know a lot of you guys were super great when I was posting vacation pictures on Instagram so how much do we love big island of Hawaii. <laughs> um, the kids and I had a wonderful, wonderful vacation there. Um, and I just thought I would fill you in on a couple of the highlights. I talked already about the boat trip that we did. Um, the kids took surfing lessons, which we also did when we were in Maui. Um, in Maui, we used a company called Maui Wave Riders. They were great. My kids took a two hour lesson, which I anticipated was going to be, um, like a hundred minutes of falling in the water and maybe 20 minutes of surfing and they had them up and surfing um confidently on the first try and the whole rest of the time and it was literally that was like one of the happiest days of my life sitting on the beach watching my kids surf um it was, it was phenomenal so we had a very similar experience this time with the Kona Surf Co they um they operate out of Kahalu'u Beach which is that snorkel beach that I talked about and my boys, plus my sister-in-law and my seven-year-old nephew, um, took a lesson with them this time, and they were all surfing by the um, 
you know, second or third try. My kids up on the first try to get to my sister-in-law, um, like two or three tries, but it was fantastic. They had a great time. There's my, my brother and his wife are still in Hawaii. Um, and so my sister-in-law texted me today and said, who is that company we did that with? Cause they're going to go do another lesson and we want the exact same thing. So, um, so the surfing lessons were great. We also did a really cool thing where I've been to Volcanoes National Park a couple of times. My mom kept recommending that we stay in a hotel. Um, there's a hotel there called the Volcano House. And that way you can see the crater glow at night and then, you know, go to bed and not have to drive back through the crazy dark um, in Hawaii at nighttime. Because of um, the observatories on the Big Island, there are no street lights. Um, most of the places and where there are they are amber and sort of face down so that they're not causing light pollution so when you get over to the national park it is dark at night um but it was a little pricey for me and I wasn't really sure that that was what we wanted to do so the kids and I rented a cabin um on the volcano basically and it they had these cute little a-frame cabins and there were two bunk beds plus a queen-size bed and they had really nice linens, like really nice linens, really comfortable beds. The whole thing had recently been painted like white on the inside, basically had like a light bulb overhead and one outlet. Um, and then, you know, it was like in a campground. So then the bathrooms and all that were like campground bathrooms, but it was, it was perfect. I'm not a big camping person. Um, this was perfect for us. And because we were staying on the North end of the Island, then it let us, um, explore some of the South end of the Island stuff. Um, there's a Punalu'u Bakery um, right by the Black Sand Beach on the southern tip of Hawaii, very close to the southernmost point in the United States. They call themselves the southernmost bakery in the United States. And we stopped there for sweet bread. And then the kids and I had sweet bread, I don't know, for like two weeks that we were there. I bought an apple cinnamon Hawaiian sweet bread and then I made French toast with it for, sorry, I'm kicking boxes, um, for I don't know, a good week. And it was wonderful. So, uh, the other big thing that I would recommend to anybody who goes there would be the, um, observatory at Mauna Kea. We went up there, took us two tries to be able to see anything. Um, but the second night that we went up there, we saw the rings of Saturn through a telescope. And, um, it was one of the last things we did on the Island. And one of the things that the boys enjoyed the most. So, um, so, you know, anybody else that wants to gab about my vacation, I'm happy to share Hawaii stories with anybody. Um, my parents' condo is occasionally available on VRBO, um, which is vacation rental by owner. And so I might, I'm going to do show notes on this episode late because it's 4th of July weekend. Um, but eventually I'll post the link in the show notes. So if anybody's ever looking for somewhere great to stay, it's a beautiful little place, and uh, we had a we had a magical time. So the last thing I was going to talk about for how much do we love is how much do we love spontaneous summertime fun. Um, today was supposed to be our quiet day of the weekend. Um, I guess I'm going to tell another story. I'm going to brag a little bit here. Um, so we had a very busy weekend this weekend because, uh, in addition to being the Fourth of July, my dad, my stepdad, who I've talked about I think before, is the um, fire chief in Estes Park, Colorado, which is where the Estes wool market is. And, uh, he retired on Friday. And so we had a big party at the firehouse on Friday. And then there was a big party at my parents' house yesterday. And yesterday during the party, um, somebody from the state, um, fire chiefs committee or something, uh, came to the house with a proclamation from the governor 
of Colorado and Governor Hickenlooper uh, declared yesterday, which was July 2nd, 2016, Chief Scott Dorman Day, which is my stepdad. And so that was fantastic and amazing and very emotional for all of us because he really, you know, um, has been such a tremendous public servant and being a first responder is hard. And it, so it was just, a, it was a lot. And so today we were going to just have a quiet day before we headed back up there tomorrow for the fireworks. Um, but then I found out that uh, the Ninja Warriors, the wolf pack from Ninja Warriors, were at the mall in my town. And they had a, um, a whole course set up. And so they were running the course. They were signing autographs. They were um, selling T-shirts. And then the kids could try the Ninja Warrior things. I don't know about you guys. My kids are obsessed with American Ninja Warrior. We used to really like like Japanese Ninja Warrior, which was entertaining on a whole different level. But we really like it. It's always fun when we see local people. So then the wolf pack, they're from like Boulder, Fort Collins. And they were up there today. So totally unplanned. We were going to do nothing today. But it was some spontaneous summer fun that we really loved. So... So anyways, how much do we love? I would love for you guys, I'm going to start a thread on the Ravelry board. I would love for you guys to start telling me, what do you love? Like, what would you like me to talk about? How much do you love? Whatever. I had a funny conversation with my friend Jen the other night at book club about blocking. So maybe we can talk about how much do you love blocking, right? But anything like that. And again, if you've got a small business, if you're trying to get your name out there, I would love to use this as a platform to help you promote um, the exciting things that you're doing. So you guys, the Summer Superlatives Knit Along is in full swing, and I wanted to spend a little time and talk about how that's going and where you can um, give some love to our sponsors. So there are threads open in the Ravelry group for um, best use of stash, best yarn acquisition, best knitting on the road, best in class. If you guys have ideas as we go along this summer, let me know and let's add some more for fun. But um, the other way to enter your finished object products would be projects would be just to tag them um, with the hashtag uh, KAP Summer Cow, and um, you can do that on Instagram. I'll be drawing a couple of Instagram winners as well. Uh, the threads will stay open until September the first, so any knitting is eligible. Anything you work on all summer long, um, it would be finished objects that go in the thread, but they can be things that have been on your needles for as long as you want. This is not a start and finish. There's really no restrictions at all. Just to have a little fun and show you guys a little bit of love with some great sponsor prizes um, for being fans of the podcast. So um, without further ado, I want to talk you guys through the prizes that I have um, from some amazing sponsors. The first thing that I have are some patterns. Um, Yumi Yarns, Shana is a listener of the podcast and she has offered some of her patterns to winners of the cow. Jen Sheelan, who has a video podcast that you guys should definitely go check out. Jen um, is a longtime listener of the podcast and has offered up a copy of her New Horizons cowl, um, which is a new pattern of hers and it's a beautiful um, cow pattern. You guys should definitely check that one out as well. There is a special thread um, for winners using sponsor products. So don't forget that to you guys show these guys some love for um, the fact that they are being so generous for all of us. Um, I have a skein of Kramer Yarns Belfast. That is the um, cotton bamboo silk acrylic blend that I knit my mom's Mother's Day shawl in. Um, really nice cotton yarn for a summer project. Um, so I have one skein of that. Um, I have a set of four fix-a-stitch tools. So these are really cool tools, you guys, that... Um, they look, they're about the size of a 
darning needle, maybe a little bit longer, with a crochet hook on each end for picking up drop stitches, particularly great for picking up drop stitches in garter stitch, which is something that I struggled with myself a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm still working on my spectrum shawl. They dropped a stitch in garter and it was kind of a nightmare to pick back up. So these are a really cool tool um, and they have generously offered a set for a winner of the cow. The next thing that I'm super excited about and I had been hoping to review for you guys is the Portside Dop Kit from Sprout Patterns. So Sprout Patterns is a new venture by the folks that do Spoonflower. Spoonflower is a company, if you're not familiar, they will print fabric for you. So you can put together any uh, design that you want and they will print it on fabric. They also have a library of thousands of fabric designs that you can order. You can order wrapping paper and wallpaper and fabric on all sorts of different fabric, so it's really cool. But their new venture is Sprout Patterns, which is um, a service where you can pick a pattern and a fabric. They print the pieces on the piece of fabric, and it comes to you ready to be cut. So they send you all the instructions, but instead of having to print and then cut out or tape and then cut out a pattern and then pin that on the fabric and then cut it out again, the fabric comes with the pieces already printed on it. And I was hoping to have my dop kit done so I could review it for you guys, and I just have not had time to sew. Um, but look for a review for me very soon on that. It's really cool. So um, a port side dop kit in the choice of your fabric, which will be really neat. Manos del Uruguay has um, offered up a skein of their Manos Marina yarn in the colorway of your choice. Uh, that is their lace weight yarn, and so that'll be really nice again for a summer project. Um, Kramer Yarns has also offered up two skeins of their Tatney Tweed DK in the color of your choice. Dale Garn Yarn has a brand new yarn coming out in July, and that will um, be called Eco Baby Wool, and they are offering up two skeins of that yarn as well, so that's exciting, something that's not even in market yet. Melanie from Knit Stitch Yarns is a local yarn dyer. She's in Littleton, Colorado. And she will be launching mini skein sets in July, and she has offered up two of those for winners of the cow. So that's very exciting. She also has offered up a coupon code for all of you guys, um, and that is 10% uh, off any order over $25, and the code is KNITACT10. So check her out. Please send her some love and use that coupon. Nitty Kitty Bags, um, Wendy's a listener of the show and has offered a bag of your choice from her Etsy store, so please go check her out. Um, she's got gorgeous bags, and that was very generous of her. Um, Annie Pearl's Homemade Goods, that's another great Etsy store from one of our listeners, and um, Annie has offered up a Zippy Project bag. She's going to make one up special with some cute fabric that has um, vintage bathing suits for the winter, which is a great summer theme. So um, please go check her out and give her some love as well. Um, and then Briggs and Little has offered up two skeins of any of their bases in the color of your choice. Um, so lots of great stuff to win you guys. And like I said, this is it's like the world's easiest knit along, right? We're just going to have some fun and enjoy the summer and enjoy our knitting. So I hope that you go and give the sponsors some love. And thank you for everything that you do listening to the podcast and being. That's it for this episode. I really um, am happy to be back and be recording. And I have some really fun stuff planned for you guys for the rest of the summer. I would love to hear what you guys thought of the 
guest episodes. I got some great feedback initially from some folks, so um, that's something I'd really like to do again. Um, if anybody's interested in being on the podcast, um, give me a holler. Best ways to find me are um, show notes are usually at knitactuallypodcast.com. I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at, at knitactuallypodcast. Um, you can email me at knitactuallypodcast at comcast.net. And I did want to give a little request. Um, I've heard a lot of people asking about this lately, um, but it really does help to have iTunes reviews of the podcast. So um, if you guys would not mind, if you have some time, join me and then you can podcast or that you enjoy.